Is that you, Max? I don't think so. Oh, I think that's oh. Chris. That is me. <laughs> I think that's Chris. Oh. Sorry, I was adding listening. a little musical <laughs> texture well, to that Max and Tony show. That's, cool. that's Grant Hart. I was, I was listening <laughs> yeah, to Grant Hart. The great Grant I, Hart I, I from Husker Du. That's the only got. Oh, he's from Husker Du. Yeah. So uh, don't want to know if you're lonely. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. Grant. I Hart. know it's more my generation, but believe me, Husker Du is one of those bands that are timeless. Yeah, they're from Chicago. No, they're from Minneapolis. Okay. And okay, Sugar and Bob Mould. Um, yeah, our heart goes out to everyone who loved Husker Du. Uh, it was a huge loss. Uh, Grant Hart died uh, yesterday um, after a long battle of cancer. Man, so, rest in peace. Also, uh, the great Frank Vincent. Yeah, Frank Billy Vincent. Billy Bats from Goodfellas. Get your shine box! <laughs> um Nobody ever looked more like a gangster than that guy. No, I, I tweeted he was a must-need character actor for any gangster film. Absolutely. You know, it's like he's casting guy number one. Yeah, he's a perfect look. Then uh, Vincent Pastor, who played Big Pussy on The Sopranos. He passed? No. Oh, no, oh, he's oh. Alive, but he, he, he's he, got a great he was, look. Yeah, and okay. he was a great friend of, of Frank Vincent. Right. And weren't they both rock and roll guys? Yeah. They're wow, both. Frank Vincent was a jazz drummer. Okay, actually. yeah, and Scorsese spotted him in something uh, with his pal Joe Pesci, who was his lifelong friend. Yeah, the guy who uh, played Big Pussy doesn't he play for Springsteen? No, or am I no, getting no, confused no. with you're thinking of Max, uh, the drummer? No, you're thinking of Steve Van Zandt played Silvio on Sopranos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was no, he's a little Stephen okay. and the, uh, little Stephen. He's a great guitar player and. Has been in Bruce Springsteen's band from the beginning. So Big Pussy didn't play in a rock band. No, Big Pussy, I think, worked in clubs and stuff like that. Oh, uh, Vincent Pastor. <laughs> um, I was like, are they both rock and roll guys? You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he worked, you know, in the the, the music business and the club right. circuit and stuff like that. Right. But um, but yeah, Frank Vincent was a wonderful actor. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, like a smiling cobra. He played Phil Leotardo in uh, The Sopranos. He also plays that really just awful dude uh, in the convertible and do the right thing. Yeah. And Martin Lawrence has like, he's cu they're covering up the fire hydrant. Yeah, and he goes, you better not do anything. Turn it into a water cannon and, <laughs> and soak his ass. Yeah. There's this classic face on uh, Martin Lawrence. He goes, man, we're not going to do anything, man. Just go. And then as soon as he moves an inch, they just let it water go. Water cannon. Yeah, spray absolutely. Him. Teach his ass. Uh, I I really liked him in Goodfellas, though. You know, he he's yeah. he's the body they're yeah. burying at the beginning of the film that's yeah. in, the, in the trunk of the car. Go get your shine box. Yeah, he's sort of that important character that moves the story Absolutely. in a lot of ways. Absolutely, he got Joe Pesci whacked. Ooh, that uh, and you know? how how difficult is that scene? The whole movie, you're like, this guy's a prick. Yeah, but then that moment happens, and you go, like, you feel it. You just yeah. everything in your body drops. 
Robert De Niro kicking over the telephone booth. You just feel everything. And yeah. you're like, this is twisted, Scorsese. Yeah. Why are you making me feel bad? Exactly. For shitty people. For you know? shitty people. I mean, and Scorsese often makes movies about really bad people. And, and can make you, feel you something understand them. them. And that's a gift. Well, we were, Max, you and I were talking about that last week. He did it in Taxi Driver. You spent all that time yeah. in the cab yeah. with Travis Bickle. He's a he's yeah. not a, a likable character, but because you spend time the with him. The most despicable character he's a in Taxi Driver is the one Martin Scorsese plays. Oh, man. <laughs> in the back of the cab when he says, you know, he's describing yeah. what he's going to do to With the his 44 wife. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's ugly in that. And that was, you know, he wasn't originally supposed to play that guy. He, he filled in for a guy who dropped yeah. out. I could tell why the guy dropped out. He's probably like, uh, you know. Yeah, all I gotta do I is say this and I'll never work again. <laughs> I don't want to be known for this. Yeah. Oh, so. So, Frank Vincent. Uh, rest in gone peace. Gone at the age of 78 and way too no, soon. No, he died at 80, it says. I'm, I'm looking at it now. It said in Variety 78. He had, you know, he had <laughs> the same heart surgery I had. He was so low key, nobody knew his age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, he yeah. had a he had a bypass surgery. He yeah, he had that and he had complications. And I guess he did not survive the surgery. So oh man, yeah. Um, so much love to all those who love Frank Vincent. He sure will stand the test of time. Yeah, watch Goodfellas if you haven't. Watch Do the Right Thing if you, you know haven't. one of those guys who had a brilliant physicality. You know, yeah. I mean everything about his posture in those movies. Mm-hmm. Seems so dangerous. And yeah. Particularly, you know, by the time he did The Sopranos, he'd had a lot more acting experience. And Phil Leotardo was like a lethal, hateful, frightening human being. Yeah. You know, um, you remember how he goes, right? He, he, the last episode, right? Yeah. He's, last he's episode. the last guy. Yeah. The car runs over him and. Rolls you know, over his head and crushes it like a June bug. Yeah. I don't want to get too much in because it's, you know. <laughs> It's almost eleven years out of the way, but we were talking about. Oh it. no! You don't spoilers. like you don't like the last episode of Sopranos. No, I liked it. I don't like that they just went to blackout. I mean, if they're going to whack Tony Soprano, whack him. You know, nah. But I, I think they were leaving it, it open ended in case they wanted to come back and yeah. You know, I Tony, I use that scene in my class. It's a classic. Use of sound effects yeah. telling you what happens in the story. Uh, it's a great scene, and I, I disagree with you too. I'm with Max. I think it's one of the best ways yes. I've ever seen this show ever end. And ever. just like Eyes Wide Shut, great suspense. Oh, I hate Eyes Wide, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. God, that's a suck movie. You know, uh, we, we won't we won't talk about this. Let's move on to to the movie I saw this weekend. It. I was supposed to go with you, but you know what? Steve Jesus sent the edibles as promised. And you actually, you, know, you know, you accidentally, uh, well, I ate a whole one, ate a whole one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Um, well actually great idea, but, uh, <laughs> I knew damn well I wasn't going to go to the movie set for no, that. I, I saw it with my buddy. What, what's someone I had? Cody O'Grady. Uh, I take it for my he, swelling, you know, for yeah, the swelling yeah, yeah. of my ankle. Hey, you don't, you don't yeah, have to, you don't yeah, have to convince right. me. I take it for nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. I watched Max like gobble down two uh, gummy worms. What were they? And then I went. I think I went straight to it. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, because if it was indica, I would have fell asleep in the. I ate a sativa worm, and you could not pry my ass out of that lazy boy. Jeez. 
And Max, you know what? I turned into like kind of a chattering monkey. You know. <laughs> well, that's good, man. That's good. So um, how was it? I mean, I'm bummed that I missed it because I re- I love the book. I even like the first. I, I like the miniseries. Let me. Yeah. yeah let me. Uh, let me open that by saying I like the original miniseries. So I was. Um, I like Tim Curry. He's a good. He's good in it. Yeah. That clown is scary. Yeah. A lot of people are like, "Oh, the new clown is so much better than the old one." Both well, the of new them are terrifying. Is, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the new clown is is painted up to look scary. They're all scary. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. every clown. I got to start with this. Before I saw the original, it I liked clowns. I thought they were funny as hell. And then I saw Tim Curry's version what of a clown. What did you fucking like about? They clowns? were just goofy. They were just like a huh huh, and I'm a, a huh huh kind of guy. So, well, did you watch Bozo or some shit? Yeah, I, I mean, liked Bozo. Um, yeah. Was it still on when you were little? Tail end of it, yeah. And, I, and of course, we caught reruns. So I would always watch it at, wow, I haven't said this name in in years, Charlie Swan, my first best oh, Charlie, friend. Charlie, yeah. His parents used to watch that and Richard Simmons. You guys used to get thrown out of videos. preschool together. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think we did, but we got, you know. Well, you got reprimanded. I'm, the, really? the one lady would call me a misdemeanor. Oh, I d- okay. I don't remember that. But I do remember her. That's funny. But, yeah. But it, so, yeah, I did like Clowns until I saw It, the original one. It scared the hell out of me. But there's some flaws in that, you know, original series. As okay, is, well, how's the new one? The new one's good. I liked really? it. Yeah. I liked It. Because I'm, I'm hearing all jokes. different kinds of stuff. I'm hearing people who loved it and then people who... You know, didn't. dude, I'm never gonna love a remake, but um, you know, I what I really liked about it is they're not using this movie to tell the whole story; they're breaking it up into two parts. Oh, really? Because it's a long book. It I is mean, a long it's a book. Doorstop. The first one is sort of fully focuses on the kids and their coming yeah. of age tale and how they deal with the clown. And the second one, I I believe, is going to be with the adults. As I haven't read anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they did that because. It's too much stuff to focus on going back and forth to these adults and kids in the original. Was it scary one. though? Were there some? There's definitely scary, some scary yeah. parts. Um, Chris, you want to go see it? Yeah, I'm totally down. I with recommend that. it. Um, somebody's here. I'll be right back. Is that oh, the yeah. pizza guy? Uh, yeah, we're, we've taken ordering pizza. Yeah, in the we ordered of our pizza podcast. in the middle of the show. You so jealous? Who's all, who's all in so, it? Let me. Okay, yeah. Let me talk about this. There's the kids are great. Um, the the main kid. Uh, let me get his name. He's and he's a little stale. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He, he, but you know what? He he does a decent job of holding it down as this dry main guy. You know the the kid who plays Ben, uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor. He's great. I remember one kid was like a heavy set kid. The, Is that Ben? Yeah, yeah, that's him. He put yeah and they call um him Haystack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so he's so adorable in it, man. He's such a cutie yeah. guy. He loves. The, it's set in the 80s and not the 50s, so he loves new kids on the block. It's just, it's hilarious. Oh, man. really? Yeah, and him and the main guy have a crush on the main girl, uh, who's, and she's great. Who's Who was that? Uh, her name was Beverly, but who was it played by? Sophia Lillis. She was great. Sophia, you were great. And But uh, the real money actors, the kids, the kid from Stranger Things, yeah. Finn Wolfhard, who plays Richie. Who in yeah. the original one? Oh man! Oh, he's oh, here! Man. Yeah, he's here. 
You're on our podcast, sir. Oh, okay. What's your name, yeah. man? I'm Matt from Tortoricis. All right. Matt from Tortoricis. Thank you, sir. What do I owe you? Okay, let's see. Twenty-eight seventy. Man, they they really do not fool around at Tortoricis. <laughs> Chris, we ordered this like what? Twenty minutes. Fifteen minutes ago, you know. Oh it's like, man. We haul ass. That's all right, man. <laughs> Tortoricis, we haul ass. All right. They should be sir. our pizza sponsors. Yeah. You know that. Sponsored be cool. by Tortoricis. For yeah. the for the, for the episode, but I think before the before the God Himself uh, came in with the pizza, I was talking about Finn Wolfhard, who played Richie, who was originally. Now you like Stranger Things more than I, I love did. Stranger. You know Things. what? It lost me in about episode four, and everybody tells me get back in it. It's really really good. I think it's no. I think I don't think you would like it even if you got back into it. To be honest, it's really? a taste thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it takes a lot from '80s movies and, and you know, nostalgia. I have a hard and time watching. I'm born one, in 1992. I know all I know. of the VHS movies passed on to me are from '80s, yeah. early '90s. Yeah. So I like Stranger Things. It pays homage to all of those, the Goonies. You know, um, you know, well, you the know, thing. It, what you know what what's really interesting about that series is the guy the showrunners are your age or maybe yeah. maybe late twenties. Yeah. yeah, I assume they were like my age, mid forties or something, and they were playing on their own personal nostalgia. Yeah, well, the kid in the show, he's the main kid in Stranger Things. He plays Richie in it, who was previously played by Seth Green in the original yeah. one. These dudes, he they steal the show. I mean. Cool. But honestly, my favorite actor is the guy who plays Eddie, Jack Dylan Grazer. That's the secret dark horse of the show. Really? When him and Finn get in their teen comedy phase, it's going to be good. Cool. I sense a really. What about good the guy comedy. who plays the clown? He's great. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. It's Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård is that? Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. Bill, you did a you did a solid job, man. Really? He did. Man, I cannot say enough. I think it all was going to make or break on this damn clown. No. He was scary, man. There was times where you go, oh, he's a little... Good as Tim Curry? You know, he's a little too wild, you know, but... No. he, it, You know, but... He looks plenty scary. I mean... I don't want to choose little... one yeah. or the other, but, you know, I think 10 years down the line, I'm going to say... Bill took Pennywise to a new level. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was creepy, man. It's you know, and they do a lot. They just do a lot of things that involve the eighties. And Chris jacked our pizza. <laughs> yeah, come back. <laughs> he saw he saw me eating it in yeah. here, and he walks in and shakes his head. It's yeah. like he's actually a beautiful dude. So oh yeah, forgive him. Oh, you can hear it. Oh, you heard me eating it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know. Sorry, folks. My dad was uh, digging in that pizza. My dad didn't have lunch and had to go to the uh, dentist this morning. How was that? You know, they put new crown, two new crowns on, so it was fairly painless. So, you know, speaking of moviegoers, Ted Cruz was watching some movies at home. This yeah, week, you know, well, weekend. I th I don't know if he was watching uh, it, you know, on his home theater, but it seemed to be like he could. He just goes to Twitter for his porn. Really? Yeah, yeah. He just, he just shortcuts it. He favorited something on Twitter. It's MILF porn. Oh, I, man. I, I, I read the story. I looked it up, and he's uh, he's a Corey Chase man who's a famous MILF porn actress. Yeah. I have something to pull up. I don't—I I think this is pretty funny. My sister 
Gabby Fitzpatrick pulled up this remix video of Ted Cruz saying, it wasn't me, to that Shaggy song, it wasn't me. Oh, and really? Cool. I'm just gonna I'm just going to play two seconds of it, man. It's just... I was crying <laughs> laughing, man. It, you know, because yeah. that's what he said. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, the but, guy who does not want to fund, you know, Planned Parenthood or sex education or, you know, yeah. the Bible banger uh, enjoys a little porn. I think he should probably watch yeah. more. He blamed know? it on one of his assistants that made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Dude, you watch porn. Exactly. Well, let's play it was not me. It was not me. It was not me. Bullshit. It was not me. Well, you know, I mean... I honestly think they all ought to watch some porn. They should, right? Loosen up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know... It's just weird. It's just weird when politics and porn mix. I know. It's great. (laughs) But it's great. It's wonderful. You know, it's like this guy Pence. I don't eat lunch with any woman who is not my wife. Guys are like terrified of women. Yeah. Well, they're terrified of of sex. and, And they've been educated in some way where. You find your one, and that's it. And yeah. you know, if you have multiple partners, you know you're a sinner. Or um, and not like yeah, it's, n- it's like so King James Bible. <laughs> yeah, like none it's of like them, so First Testament. None you know? of them really believe that. They're just oh no, no, they're just oh they the, use it as a front to get you know their campaign kicking. They're, they're just playing all the rubes and the yokels, you know. Um, absolutely, the I God mean, card. You know, I mean, Donald Trump is a virtue peddler. You know, this guy's on his third wife. It's like, who would have known the evangelicals would have gone so batty for a guy who's on his third marriage? You know, I mean, isn't that like a... That's something. I'd like to see Jerry Falwell Jr. explain that one. Yeah. Ted Cruz is just a weirdo, man. I mean, oh yeah, he looks. You know, Eddie Munster called. He wants his hair cut back. Yeah, just the sight yeah. of him is just like, dude. Doesn't he look rodential? He he just looks like one of those creepy politicians, like your textbook. Well, like it's yeah, good. He looks yeah, like and it he, cause and because yeah, he is. But yeah. I mean, jeez, man. It's, uh, him, him, and Marco Rubio. You know, they just seem like the two oily little. Uh, Marco Rubio looks like that guy who just did everything he was told to in his fraternity, and he's just like, dude, you're just a slave. Yeah. And still still got pants, still got grunty, still still got got, got yeah, you know, nipple twisters. He got it all. Exactly. Purple nurples. Hey, we're going to take a musical break. Let's hear some Steve Earle. How pimp is that pizza, man? It was good. Pizza was good. Tortoricis. The pizza. What's the pizza is the shit? No. We're rolling. We're rolling. 
Oh, okay. So we were just actually doing some of the podcast. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, did you think that Max didn't want to talk to you on Google? I I was feeling a little shunned, you know. Really? I'm an older man, and maybe he just didn't want to. Maybe you're the one who's like Amish. You know, the Amish, when they get pissed off at you, they shun you. Yeah, maybe I was they just take if you're a girl, they, they they don't let you wear a coffee filter on your head anymore, and they shun your ass. Really? Uh, yeah. I might be Amish. Did you see that show Banshee? Dude, you ask about Banshee. <laughs> I know every I time. I love that show because <laughs> it's got like fucking Amish Banshee? gangsters. Yeah. Uh, like, you know what, Tony? I watched the show that you recommended, and I was I was not a big fan. Which one? Goliath. No shit. Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Amazing cast. Yeah. Like, like, wow. Great cast. Shot really well. Great production values. I thought the writing was really weak on that show. Hmm. Uh, okay. I watched the first two All episodes. Right. I'll give it a couple of more, but I felt like... Oh, it gets better, man. Chris, we saw The Deuce. And yeah. I liked it. I'm not crazy about it. I'll yeah. say this though: we were talking about the the twin part, right? Mm-hmm. I he, I love how he acts differently with them, but did they have to make him look the exact same? Yeah, they could have done. Could, a little, but I mean, I don't know. Are you know, no mustache. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one guy could a have beard, a manchu, uh, and the yeah, other guy could have the point. They look stash. exactly the same. It's driving me nuts. But you know what? He does a good uh, job. You know. My problem, Making them different guys. Yeah, my problem with it is for the talent pool in charge of writing that, Pelicanos, David Simon, and Richard Price, the first episode, I mean, seemed really, you know, kind of mired in some troubling stereotypes and cliches, you know? Sure. Um, uh, you know, they have these this trio of pimps, you know, and, you know, the, the all three of them are African-American men, and, you know, uh, I just, I don't know about making stuff that just kind of reinforces stereotypes like that. Right. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, uh, probably documentable that people like these guys existed. I'm sure they did, you know, it's... Um, but it does seem like there are a lot of tropes and a lot of old, worn-out, you know, the whore with the heart of gold who's got a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like that uh, last scene, though, man. I really like that last scene. I've never yeah, really seen, you know, a, a pimp and, you know, a, a prostitute get violent like that. I've seen stuff... Similar to that, but there yeah. was something kind of scary about it. There was something really, yeah, um, I mean, I just I, helpless about it. I, I guess what I didn't like was, you know, these guys are also in a conversation in the very beginning. They're very funny and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, these guys uh, enslave women. <laughs> it's like they're right. they're really not funny. Um, well, but they don't, they don't gloss over that yeah. though. Yeah, they don't gloss no, over no, that. No, I just uh, what I'm hoping is that. All the broadly kind of drawn stereotypes turning into something richer. I mean, I think the first episode was really about exposition. And, yeah. And just. It always is. Yeah. yeah. Those hour and a half pilots are kind of unbearable, and it, just in general, of length. But 
I liked it. I thought James Franco did a really good job. Yeah, I want to hate you him. You guys but... like him more than me. I, I don't know why I don't like him. I just... Uh... Oh, man, he's so killer in the beginning, man. Yeah, yeah. He gets his ass kicked with, yeah. with such grace, and then he's smoking the cig. He's like, ah, but I got his blood on my shoes. He's still trying to, you know... Yeah, exactly. He's still trying to sell Put up this front. I like it, Tough man. guy narrative. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say one thing. The women are, are terrific. Great. You know, they're real good actors. Well, Maggie Gyllenhaal is yeah. top-notch. She's great. Yeah, she's and, wonderful. And the young brunette who plays, like, the new girl in town. Yeah, she's very good. She's very, very good. Yeah, I liked and, her a lot. And she's, like, a total, she's a total poser, right? I mean, she yeah. has no idea what she's really talking about. Yeah, and or what she's gotten herself into. I, I get the know? sense Maggie Gyllenhaal is already, you know, she already knows it. Yeah. But um, who's who was that played by? What was her name? Um, I think it was. You know, I don't know. But seeing that both of you guys are both sitting in front of computers. No, yeah, I'm look. I'm looking at. I'm looking. I'm looking at it. I'm. I'm trying to find it. You know, this. That sounds like Max's job. I gotta yeah. like, look at levels. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's like. <clears throat> He's a millennial who knows all this stuff. You well, know? the girl got caught buying uh, speed in, in the show. Um, yeah. Margarita uh, Lavea. Uh, sorry if I'm messing up her name. She was good in it. Yeah, um, the one who was boning her teacher. And it seems like she's going to get with Franco. It seems that's what it was well, yeah. concluding to in the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The really fun. hot chick's going to get together with a really good-looking dude? I, yeah. don't, know. I don't know. We'll no. see. Bite your tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, but I think you the- You know, Fra uh, Franco might be flitting around Chicago right now because yeah. there's an art fair here. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's he's queer for art fairs. He, you know- Before we talk about these art fairs, I just want to give a shout out to the girl we were talking about, the poser prostitute. Yeah. Emily M Me Maid? Maid? I'm just, How do you spell I'm, it? M-E-A-D-E. -E. Mead. 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 Emily yeah. Mead. You did great. That's what they used to call beer. What else Mead. has she been in? Um, you know, she's been in Money Monster, Boardwalk Empire, The uh, Leftovers. Boardwalk Empire, that's right. Which I don't watch, but I heard great things. Who was she in Boardwalk Empire? No clue. I, I, Man, I, I started, I started season, believe it or not, I started season four and then just ended on season five. And it was I was I was comfortable with that. The show was that good. Really? Yeah. You haven't watched the first four seasons? I'm, I haven't watched the first three. I'm willing to. Man, they're really good. Yeah, I, I thought I'll the whole show was great. I love Boardwalk Empire. I didn't really. Chris, did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was a great show. I didn't like the uh, how Buscemi went out. I thought it was really cop out. Of oh, it was his brother the whole time of Michael Pitt, and you're like, dude, that's his lame. brother or his or his son. His brother, I'm pretty sure it yeah, was his, his younger was, brother. Yeah. Um, and that guy, uh, what is that actor's name? Shay Wiggum, that guy? Shay Wiggum, yeah. yeah. He's really good. Yeah, they have one fight scene that's like for real. I mean, it's, it's scary, you know? Who's who's the guy who uh, plays Al Capone in, in that show? He, I mean, he he's was my British guy. Stephen Graham. 
he was great. Awesome. Yeah, he's a British yeah. guy. He's very yeah. funny. But I'll tell you, you, can't, you if we're going to talk about Boardwalk Empire, you got to mention Michael Shannon, who's oh oh god, I mean, he's, he's one of the best yeah. underrated actors of all time. I mean, he's, he's a marvelous actor. I mean, he's, you know, come on. And then uh, he is Everest, Ch- Chalky White. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Michael Williams. Yeah, HBO All Star. Oh man, yeah. that, that guy's so talented. So I mean, Chalky Omar. It's like he is Omar's just coming. Phenomenal. Yeah. Omar coming. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I I will take I loved Omar. Omar was like the moral center of that show yeah. too. I'll take Michael Kenneth Williams in anything. Oh yeah, he can do anything. Yeah, yeah. I love the guy, absolutely. And I thought Stephen Graham did Al Capone better than Robert De Niro. I think I think so too. Way better. We'll eat. We'll have some drinks. We'll talk about who dies. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really like uh, De Niro's Capone. I, you know, I didn't either. Right? I didn't yeah, yeah, it's it just was, so it De Niro just, playing Capone. I just mean, like chewed it up. Yeah, you know. There's some good. The beginning, he's good when he's I, getting shaved and he like gets Kevin cut Costner and he gives the, the barber that look. Yeah, that's a great part. But other yeah. than that, it's like yeah. The guys who I liked in the Untouchables were Andy Garcia, Sean Connery, Andy Garcia. Those two. Um, Charles Martin Smith. You who, know, who was he? He was a little accountant guy. Oh, he's great in everything, man. Billy American Drago. Graffiti. Billy Drago. American Graffiti, yeah. He's exactly. so yeah. Who uh who'd Billy Drago play? Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty. Yeah. That's a those yeah, guys who, who actually did not die getting thrown off a building in real life. He he didn't he die uh jumping in front of a train? Yeah. Okay. He got chased or something yeah, in front he, of a train. Uh, that chase though, that's a great chase scene. It might be in my top yeah, ten of chase good. scenes, and um, well, it's beautiful. The then the shootout at Union Station is just classic. Annual Morricone. Oh my! It's so many also, angles I and mean, all in slow yeah. motion, and the the baby carriage yeah. going down the steps. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 not a bad it's not a bad movie. I think no, Kevin I mean, Costner and Robert De Niro make it a little Hollywood, but there's so many great parts. You know what I what I liked about that movie, it's a great Chicago movie yeah. cuz just all these little scenes like there's a scene when um Kevin Costner and uh uh 007 uh, Sean Connery are right. meeting uh, on a bridge over yeah, it's the great. river. Yeah, it's the introduction one. Yeah. 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 It's a gr- and it's like I know that I know exactly where that is, you know, Michigan Avenue. Yeah. It's, it's just that, that's the fun part of that movie. You just yeah. turn your back on an armed man. You said you were a federal officer. Who would say it if it weren't true? Yeah, and how does an Irish cop have a Scottish accent? I don't. I never, <laughs> yeah. I never quite figured that what one out. What are you but... prepared to do? <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the he, Sean Connery in the he makes brings a knife? Show. You bring a gun. He brings Just a gun. Just like a wop. <laughs> brings a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Yeah. I got so bummed when I was a kid and he got blown away because I was in my James Bond phase. So. Oh, man. I, I I love Sean Connery. He's great. You know, I mean, I I love that part where he, uh, he, he schools everybody in that movie, you know? He does. That's the Chicago way. And he's retired now, right? We're not going to yeah. see any Sean Connery Send one of yours to the hospital. Yeah, send one of theirs to the morgue. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that one. You've seen this a few times, huh? Oh, I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. I mean, I love the way the city looks in that movie. Yeah, it's shot really you know? well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm again, not, and I did love the Canadian shootout. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, that's you a know? great scene, actually, yeah. with the when they come riding in on the horses. You know, yeah. maybe it's just a great movie. 
Maybe we, you know, maybe we perhaps just, it is. Perhaps got to accept it. It's a I'm great a movie with some flaws. You know. Well, Kevin Costner is just such a douche tool. Yeah, he just plays himself in everything he does. You know, even in things yeah. he's good in, I don't like. You know, I mean, uh, no, and he's—it's funny. He's good in The Untouchables, and it's just like, yeah. You think so? He's dude. He's not the worst. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> just. Me, I, he's just such a douche. I just don't like him. You know? <laughs> so there's nothing you like him in then. So you if know, you if you don't I like used, an actor, I used to like him in like No Way Out, and then uh, you like him in those westerns. I feel like you liked Wyatt Earp, Tombstone. The one he, the Tombstone I didn't like Wyatt was Earp. great when he played like the young hotshot. Um, what was his character? Silverado. Silverado. Oh yeah, yeah. Silverado. Yeah. No, Tombstone's a goddamn masterpiece. I feel like people watch that for either Kurt Russell or Val Kilmer, though. Sometimes. Oh yeah, but but, but there were so many other great actors. Yeah. In it. I mean, that's a great movie. You know, truthfully, I'm, Bill Paxton. I'm kind of talking yeah. like I've I've seen it. I haven't. You've I haven't, never seen Tombstone. I've seen a lot of scenes. What? And I oh, haven't seen man. these scenes Blasphemy. in over ten years. Tony, so you have failed as a parent. I have yeah. failed as a father. Oops. You've not watch Tombstone. Shitty parenting part three. Yeah, he didn't no, let me watch they, Tombstone exactly. at age nine. Yeah. Damn you. Man, Tombstone's good. Yeah. Tombstone's like thunder and lightning. I'll watch it again. The Wyatt Earp movie I didn't so much like. Yeah, let's not. It, yeah, it was not, not nearly as good as Tombstone. Let's not dive into Kevin Costner westerns <laughs> no. too much. Uh, but yeah. no, Fran- Franco could be in Chicago right now. I mean, there's an art fair going on. Yeah. Yeah. So back to these uh, art fairs. You're not a fan. I don't go to them anymore. We used to go to them all the time. When you were little. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't been to one in almost 10 years. Why not? I just think it's a weird and unhealthy way to take in art. I think that, you know, when you look at it only through the prism of the marketplace, here's my problem. Yeah, the, the dealers, they get a booth and they cram it full of shit. You know, they cram it full of you know, 10 or 15 different artists. And it it kind of robs each artist of their context. Yeah. You know, um, it's a... It's a carnival. Yeah, it's a trade show, you know? I mean, it kind of robs robs you of your definition a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, people love them, all right? There are people who collect art at art fairs who've never been in a gallery, who've never been in a museum. Um, Tony Carmen, the guy who runs uh, Art Expo, he's a lovely guy. He's a really nice guy. He's impossible to dislike. Believe me, I've tried. I do not like institutions. I don't like art fairs. But this guy is a really good guy, and he's done a very good thing for the city. It brings all kinds of money into the city, and, it, you know, it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so we went from— I don't—, I don't like them. Yeah, I you don't, don't like. I, I don't okay. like. I don't like what they've done to but, the art world. But you'll accept them. I don't have to go. Okay, you know, which yeah. Which is, uh, you know, I mean, last night I went to El Che. You know. Instead. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out El Che. Well, when when I was a kid, I was born into the setting of, you know, art. Like you're an artist, so naturally I went to art shows and I went to these art, art expos. Yeah. No, no. But I'm even saying like gallery shows. Like yeah, when I would go to those, you know. That was what you defined to me as an art show, you know? And then yeah. when you would take me to the expo, I'd be so confused yeah. and scared and just, like, everyone's jumping in your face like, hey, uh, check out this, check yeah, out that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of things that, you know, as a kid, 
I didn't know was considered art. And I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, this is not good. And it was kind of my introduction to art I didn't like. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of good art at those expos, too. I saw a lot of stuff that I like. I, and, you know, when's the last time your, you went to one? I can't. The last time I remember being there, I was probably like seven or eight. I really don't think we've gone there in almost. Yeah, no, I don't. I just almost don't go. twenty years. I just swore off them. Yeah, um, I didn't like them. I don't think not, we liked them. It's not why I do this. Yeah, I didn't you have know. fun when I was a kid. I was like, this is so like long. This is such a long event. Yeah. I want to go home. Yeah. But, oh no, shit. You know. It's, you know. I'll say one thing. You know, you walk through an art fair in one day, and there's two thoughts that come to your mind: um, who dresses these fucking people? And, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, um, what do people like about this? Yeah, it's amazing when you go to these like trendy spots and you get to see like the douchey trendy clothing that's going on, and you get to just see and the douchey trendy art. I mean, embarrass themselves. Yeah. Man. Oh, it more happens at like music festivals, like like Lollapalooza, or like even bigger, like Coachella. Everyone's freaking out about Coachella. Uh, this year because all those uh, people I, appropriating I've even, even turned on music festivals like the, the only one the I Indian ever chief really... bands they're appropriating those at, at Coachella yeah. it's eh, you know it, it's just whack fashion at, yeah. at trendy events I, I love making fun of it I, I I've turned on music fairs I don't like going to them uh, you know I did yeah. the, I did the poster for Lollapalooza three years ago I wouldn't be caught dead there. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad that it brings money into the city. I'm glad that kids get to go and see all these different bands. But I think it's too expensive. I have conflicted feelings about Lollapalooza. I mean, you did the I like poster. Pitchfork. I have love for them because I know they secretly have love for your work. Yeah. But man, the people they bring into those festivals are awful. Yeah, they're the white people we don't put on the brochures or posters. You are the worst white people ever. <laughs> well, I got I got to plug the Cool Festival in Chicago, which is Riot Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I I work every year. Uh, you actually. know what? I've never been to that one. What is it like? It's the it's the punk rock. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a a good hip hop scene they bring a lot of great hip-hop acts in mm -hmm. they bring in um you know you get everything well, iggy from guar iggy it, played it last year oh the yeah year before yeah i mean this year it, there's a uh, nine inch nails and ministry are, are headlining the uh the first night so yeah it's like a nice industrial kind of thing to it but the, guy, the guys that run that festival uh i think do a really great job and uh well, there's one guy who's a big kansas city guy who's real involved in it uh uh, that's uh, Jeremy Shuey. He's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He helps with the promotion side. He's always wearing uh, a Royals hat, which I <laughs> yeah. fucking hate. But, <laughs> he's uh, one of my best friends. <laughs> let's read. Let's, re seem, let's read the lineup, though. I but mean, he seems like a very cool guy. He got, is. We you know cool what? Lineup. I just don't like all that Royals shit. You can knock that off. Well, I'll tell you time. what. We'll, we'll get Jeremy in here one day. He's slammed. This is like the worst week in the world for him. But we'll get Jeremy in one day. He's fun to talk. Yeah, this Definitely. is now the Riot Fest is like coming up, right? Yeah, nine inch nails uh, uh, tomorrow it's tomorrow nine inch nails oh, new no order kid. a day to remember dirty heads vic mensa ministry vic mensa. death from above action bronson x yes x. dude this is yeah, x is tomorrow yeah. oh john doe's gonna buzzcocks oh, yeah. oh dude there's some good acts i mean like yeah. I, I and i have the easiest job of anybody what do you do i am the photo pit 
manager, photo pit supervisor. I just make sure all the photographers are in and out in three songs, and then I have a front row seat to everything. Oh, man. Dude. Look through my Instagram feed. You'll see every year it's like front row seat to Snoop Dogg and everything they've done there. It's great. Queens of the Stone Age is Saturday with Wu-Tang and... Uh... Wow, I mean, there's I was a lot never of, a big Queens of the Stone Age. Fan. I wasn't either, no. but I, I I do like but that I do, song. I do uh, like no Wu, one knows. I do like Wu Tang. Streetlight Manifesto. Peaches is playing too. Don't forget about her. Streetlight Manifesto. That was one of my first. We, I dragged you to that show. Well, I had to take you to that. They were show. good. Yeah, they played the uh, the Metro on their Sky wow. Nights. Shout out them and and I would have to take Max and his friend. When they were in like seventh grade, yeah, for Streetlight Manifesto. Who else? Mustard Plug. Yeah, Mustard Plug. Uh, <laughs> oh there were a I whole love bunch, Mustard Plug. There were a whole bunch of ska bands. Max was just absolutely queer. For. There was a band called uh, Deals Gone Bad, and they I were know that amazing. Band. Dave you, Simon, yeah. I put you onto that band. Yeah, dude. yeah, I like them. <laughs> My buddy Dave Simon's in that band. We can get <clears> him in here one day. See the he's singer? A hoot. Yeah, the little short guy with all the tattoos, the glasses. Oh no 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 no! He's uh, Dave plays guitar. Okay okay. He's okay. got a goon tattooed across his neck. <laughs> a goon goon tattooed across. Yeah, he's Dave's like five foot nothing, and you know, but he's a hundred feet tall in attitude. He's a great funny dude. You didn't yeah. know him. Love Far out, man. love uh, deals gone bad, and uh, but they're not playing here, uh, so I shouldn't send anyone off. I, the last day. Uh, are you gonna, Max? Are you gonna go to Riot Fest? I don't. I, I'm tempted. We'll see. You should go and we'll be see. the correspondent for the Max and Tony so show. So Guar, Guar is playing know. Sunday. Pennywise is playing Sunday. Dinosaur Junior playing Sunday. The Orwells. They're from Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot about them, but the, um, I saw them at the Fireside. Andrew WK. He plays every year. Yeah. What? Oh man. You, you want to party? Yeah, I want to party. Isn't he kind of a goof? Yeah, so um, his act is total goof, but he's yeah. actually a pretty smart dude. Yeah, he's got some good songs. They're but, all about party, party, yeah. party, party, party. Let's party! Hey, let's party! Well, we don't support many uh, festivals at the Max and Tony show, but we support Riot I kinda, Fest. I kind of like Pitchfork, you know? and, I and had Pitchfork. To, I had to actually. sign books out there. Yeah, and and it was a night that uh, you, first of all, Savages played that day. Amazing! I, never, I, band. I, I only heard a little bit of Amazing. their music, yeah, and they were great. They were they were ferocious. Yeah, I love Pitchfork. And then this band, Burn Orange. Okay, you know I've heard of them. I, played, I haven't heard them. Um, and then <clears throat> Brian uh, Wilson played the whole Pet Sounds record. Yeah, yeah. Did night, you stick you know? around for that? Did you watch? I, that? I hung around for about twenty minutes of it. Yeah, you know, and. Um, it's just kind of touching to see him still out there able to do that. I so. like, yeah, I like Pitchfork. They always get those underrated, uh, under the radar acts, and also yeah. just local talent. It's really, yeah, it was it's a cool. good fest. It was cool. Plus, there was book tents and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, and it didn't seem as jam packed as Lollapalooza is. No, <clears throat> Lala is crazy, man. They need to start like figuring out a way of. They need to do a Lollapalooza where I think it's too many people. You need to you need yeah. to show up with an address 
And if you're in the city limits, you get to go. If you're in the burbs, you missed it this year, dude. (laughs) Like, give Lala back to the city of Chicago. Yeah. Start a campaign. But but there's only one. It's an international affair. Yeah. You can't, you can't. Speaking of the suburbs where I primarily grew up, I have a show in Villa Park next week. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, a guy from from Lombard, hometown boy, Kirk Kerndall, you know. When is that uh, show? It's a week from tomorrow night. September twenty second. Twenty second, yeah. Yeah. From six to nine? Six to nine. I'm gonna cold. be there from uh six to seven. My buddy Kami is playing at nine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip where out you, in the last he hour. At? He's playing at Chop Shop. Really? Yeah, it starts at eight PM. It's seventeen plus, so it's a nice have small your ID ready. Venue too. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? This album's I've talked about it the first episode, but um You played me some on the way home. Yeah, the other it's night, called man. Just it Like great. the Movies. Man, it's good. It's my favorite tape of the year so far. I told him that. He didn't believe me. Then I got a ticket for a show. I told him that. He goes, oh. And I think he starts to realize, like, I like the tape. And it's produced by Knox Fortune, who does a hell of a job on that production, Mm -hmm. man. Um, But, yeah, he's playing at Chop Shop September 22nd. Uh, But, you know, speaking of, like, these, like, you know, festivals and and the suburbs and all that and all these anti- cultural things or, or things that really drain culture yeah how about this bodega concept that's coming up by these two uh guys from google yeah isn't it two goose that want to do away with bodegas and make them portable in everybody's hotel lobby yeah let me get these guys what, what is lobby? yeah what they want to get rid about? of bodegas yeah like. so it's basically this dumbed down red box-esque version of a convenience store it's just on the corner and it's in a box and you just get the items that are within this box. Man, I love bodegas. Well, I I don't see what's wrong with that's a cornerstone you know, of giving in the someone city. Yeah. giving someone money. How's your day? Oh, mine was all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, have a good one. What's wrong with that? You know, three doors down from my old studio on Damon, there was a bodega, and this guy was fascinating because he had fighting cocks in the back uh, behind the store. <laughs> um. If you wanted to buy some reefer, you could buy reefer there. Yeah, like, yeah. I and, knew one of those. And this is one of my favorite things. When you bought a pack of cigarettes, <clears throat> he made change out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't use the cash register. Like I miss that, man. There's so many classic things that go down in, in convenience stores and, and bodegas, like the you loose cigarette, selling a, a cigarette yeah, for 50 cents. Yeah, they're part cents. of the community. They're... Yeah. they're, they're, they're uh, you know the the cornerstone of a community, like a barber shop or a tavern, and that's what that's where you learn about the news. You know what's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's where you can buy dirty magazines when you're twelve. Yeah. Come on. Well, it's it's no longer here, but my first convenience store was Pat's Mini Mart, and you took me there all oh, the yeah. time, and you basically showed me and how to have of... a respectful relationship Absolutely. with the cashier, and always come in with grace, always come in with a smile. Always ask them how they're doing. Exactly. And give them that little, keep the change, man. Yeah. And uh, and that guy was shit-faced a lot, you know, which I really, yeah. really liked. But he was having he a was good time. from half of the bars surrounding that place. He had you an know? I, I epic, love that guy. He had an epic mullet. Yeah. Oh, man, that mullet was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I liked him. Shout I out Pat's him. Mini Mart, man. I, I miss that place. I don't know where I would be as a kid without it. I kind of taught myself how to go to the store with that store. Yeah, it was only exactly. a couple blocks away, but 
when I was like was on a, a preteen walking by myself, I was a little nervous, man. Yeah. And even when I went in the store, I'm like, I just don't want to look like a, a dumbass kid. Like, I just want to look like an adult just buying you, something You normal. were always self-conscious that way. I remember yeah. one time I would tell you, uh, okay, bring the garbage out to the alley. And you go, I don't want to go to the alley, Dad. I might get jacked by hobos. <laughs> <laughs> I might get jacked by hobos. That I was... want to explain to you that... There haven't been any hobos since about 1942. Right. You right. Know? That was sort of a joke, but um, I don't want to get jacked by hobos. But yeah, I. You, you know? know, no, that was based on an incident when I did take out the garbage, and there was a guy digging through our garbage at the time, and I was just really, it just scared me. Uh, just a guy looking for something. Yeah, no, to eat, it, man. yeah, you know? I understand that now. Yeah. At the age of nine, you're like, yeah, when you're little, is this guy going to yeah, kill me? When you're yeah. little, it freaks you out. Yeah. 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 Well, it can freak you out when you're an adult too. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, but I think I would be scared. Yeah, well, I, I, I when I moved to my place in Bridgeport uh, two years ago, I, part of the reason I went down there is there's a bodega on the corner anymore. Bodegas are already disappearing throughout the city. Yeah, these little, yeah. these little short corner, short corner bars. Yeah, absolutely. They're all turning into those places with ten fucking televisions and you know sports on. 24-7. Or they're just closing up and disappearing or coming, yeah. in, turning into retro. But like um, uh, Lucky Foot, Bigfoot, what was that bar in- uh, Where? On Augusta. Club Foot? Club Foot. Yeah. What, you know, that's just, why did that close? It's just gone. Is the, the Gold Star still there, right? Gold Star still there. Yeah. I mean, even going beyond bodegas, look at all the, uh, you know, restaurants that are closing in you know, Pilsen. You know where else we lost? DeVille. Remember that bar? Yeah. yeah bar DeVille is gone? Yeah. yeah, it's gone. What? They moved. The, they moved or they're gone? I don't know. I, I know the guy, one of the owners, a guy named Brad Bolt. I think, uh, I think they're just like, they're going to close it down. I, th I don't think they're going to use that space anymore, but yeah. I think it was just like, okay, that, that idea is over and it was fun and they're going to go do something. It was a cool yeah. bar. It was a great bar. You know? I, I knew a dude who used to work the bar and had a show at Adventureland uh, with, he worked for St. Alfred's Mouse. He was always- Oh a, yeah, yeah, Mouse. Shout out Mouse. Shout um, out to Mouse. We love yeah. Mouse. We do, man. And I Shout love- Shout out to St. Alfred's. We love those uh, we guys. We love St. Alfred's. We do. Uh, we Joe. Also, Joe, Frank. Frank. Sam, Sam, Dylan, everybody, yeah. Nori, David, the whole gaggle, the whole man. gaggle, yeah, the whole mishpucka, yeah. You guys did a great job in December, actually. But moving, moving on, we like a lot of places in Chicago, right? I mean, so a wait, lot of businesses. Absolutely. So yeah. who are the, who are these guys that want to get rid of the bodega? Yeah, let me. Oh, and yeah, do this red so, box before we before a we yeah. Of Twats who work for Google. Yeah, uh, a guy named Paul McDonald and a guy whose name I'm about to butcher, Ashwath Rahan. Uh, I think I pronounced that actually okay. It was A S H W A T H. Yeah, why do they want to get rid of Rahan? Bodegas? R A J A N. So Paul McDonald, Ashwath Rahan. Fuck you. Yeah, you're trying to get rid of fuck a you community. Twice. You're trying to get rid of culture. You're trying to get rid of socialization. Yeah, Just bodegas, so man. Keep, I mean, the only like... thing that I would like about that bodega is when I was 16 years old, embarrassingly trying to buy condoms. It would be nice just to go to the little uh, corner and, and just get them and no socialization, you know, none of yeah. that. But other than that, fuck you guys. Well, we used to have to go to the gas station and uh, buy them from the rubber machine. Oh, and they were like six months expired? Yeah. My favorite thing was on the rubber machine. It's going to sit in his wallet for a year anyhow. You know. Yeah, Dude, exactly. He had a rubber ring in my wallet. I have a funny story about the rubber machine, but so go. The, on this rubber machine, I took a Sharpie and I wrote, 
Gee, this gum tastes funny. <laughs> <laughs> so rubber machines were like a dying breed. I think they are in our generation. And we finally saw one at the House of Blues during my good friend Greg Meltzer's really? bar mitzvah. Yeah, and we made Reed Lubin, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Reed Lubin. Shout out to Reed. Yeah. Heard you bought a rubber. Yeah. <laughs> We, we gave him quarters. We made him go buy it because we were so embarrassed. And he goes, I got it. I got it. And we all looked at it for yeah. like, you know, we were 12. Passed it around. You know, really fascinated you know, by it. And... Virginity was in the air. So, you know, our, oh, you yeah. know, seeing a condom. The best thing you can do when you're 12 and you yeah. got a rubber is fill it with water and throw it at a car. You know? <laughs> or, or, a, or someone you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I I mean, I hate to see bodegas go away. I can't I see to... it going down in Chicago. I see us heavily. Well, where did they start this shit? This that. sounds like New York. Oh, it's got to be because the term. I got to be real. York. I got to be real. I don't like the term bodega. It's such a New York term. I call it a convenience store. I feel like whenever I find someone from Chicago being like, "Oh, let's go to the bodega." Yeah, it's but like, you know, dude, all when around... did you go to New York last time? Sunny, all around Wicker Park and Bucktown, you know, there were bodegas. No, it's a and, real thing. And there thing, were real bodegas. But, but you know? we never really, like, we don't really call them bodegas here. I kind of always did, you know? I don't remember well, anyone ever I don't, calling what, it that. I, what, are, what else would somebody call it? Convenient, what are the one, a convenience the one, store. That's like 7-Eleven. The shop. The remember store, the one where corporate. I used to buy my cigarettes on, on Damon just down the street from the uh, studio? That was a Little bodega, was yes, bodega, but yeah. you never said, hey, go to the bodega, son. You said, son, go, go to the Poppies. store. No, go yeah. to the store. You said, yeah. you the call, store. we call yeah. it the store. Yeah. The store. Yeah, let's not do Or I'd this. call it Poppies. No, Poppies was the guy who owned it. <laughs> you never called it Poppies because I didn't know what the hell Poppies was until just now. Well, he sold cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, you know. And- yeah. But I, you know what? Honestly, this whole concept these guys are coming up with, it reminds me of- Douchey. W- well, but like Walmart moving in and like devastating downtowns yeah. and small- Main streets. Destroying yeah, yeah. fucking I mean, Main Street. I, I'm from Kansas. You saw that happen to tons of little towns. Like yeah. Newton, Kansas, great example. Like their downtown is- you know, almost zero activity, lots of closed stores, but down the streets, uh, Walmart, and that's where everybody shops because it's cheaper. These little machines they're talking about putting out on the corner. If it's cheaper to buy your bubble gum there than it is to go into the bodega, which one are you going to do? Personally, or, or go just from bodega. like a, a mindset of, just of I'm a normal person? You know, it's like, yeah, I'd go. No, I'd support the local businessman. I'll pay. I like the human touch. The you know? extra I, dollar or two. I agree. I agree. But I think eventually that kind of stuff could happen. You know. Where, yeah. You know, I'm sure somebody would rather be supporting a business in a small downtown. But the you know the fact that they can save twenty thirty percent on their grocery bill if they go to the big. Walmart is that's real money. It's a reality. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard people make that same argument about movie theaters that eventually we're only going to watch movies in our homes and not go to. And I'll be honest, the last three or four years, I don't go to the theater that much. Well, that's the theater's fault. I mean, kind they've of, done everything yeah. they can to make it um, more comfortable, but the prices are still the same, the man. The prices are crazy, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. They serve drinks in the theaters now, which I, is And you know what? I've never, nice even, I've never even bothered getting a drink because you, what's that going to— You know, you, my Sprite's eight bucks, so what, what's, yeah. what's this beer going to cost? What do they charge for a beer at the movies? I don't know. I haven't even. I don't know. I never buy beer at the movie. I mean, the one thing you can't replace is watching it with an audience. 
That's mm-hmm. true. Like go in those first couple of weeks and um or going to the music box and seeing Wow, you know, that's always great an event. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz cuz those seats are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, what seeing bad. movies there they're but bad. I went I to go see the Lawrence of Arabia 70 millimeter print. Yeah. They did there and like I couldn't how, couldn't how wait for the intermission. Take, how long did it take for your ass to fall asleep? About 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 If you get there early, there's like an aisle in the middle, like a horizontal aisle where you can at least stretch your legs out, you know. Yeah. But yeah. that's my favorite place to sit there they did not make those seats for big guys no they sure didn't um but yeah i think i i do think people watch a lot more entertainment at home because it's more convenient but you can't that audience experience plus the programming you know on on basic cable and the amazons and the netflix it's just gotten so much better i mean it's really really good now you know well and big screen tvs and yeah 4k golden age of television yeah yeah. and projectors even i mean you could just project it on this wall and that's it yeah. That's your home theater right there. We're going to take another music break, and afterwards, uh, we got a little surprise for you. We do. Some jazz. Good night. Yeah, we went to my favorite, our, our, favorite. our favorite new restaurant, El Che. With mom. Yeah. She had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time. Pork chops. <laughs> you and these pork chops. He man. loves the pork chops. Like queer for the pork chops. Dude, the pork chops are good. Don't get me wrong. They're awesome. I love the filet, man. Yeah, I can't eat a lot of red meat, so yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really eat steaks yeah. anymore. Sorry, sorry. I mean, but... I, no, no, it's cool. I mean, I can have a bite or two, but I can't eat like, uh, you know, big helpings of meat. Well, I haven't know? had a steak that good since we Kiefer's. ate at Kiefer's. Yeah. Um, who was, I mean, the cook was your best friend, John Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, my who now works at River Roast, right? Yeah, he's a chef there now. It's a great um, restaurant. Yeah, and I, you know, I had a quadruple bypass. And I'm thinking the Kiefer's was probably the author of it. You know, because <laughs> I, I worked on a deal with them where I, I uh, we, we made all these murals. Yeah, and so we got a lot of uh, our payment and trade. So yeah. I could go in there with six or seven artists, and yeah. it's like. It was one of those places where all these big business guys eat. Yeah, so, can I tell what uh, me and Ashkan called those guys? What? Kiefer heads. Yeah. These guys looked like... These guys were Republicans. Yeah, you know? but they looked like all the fish in SpongeBob when they're ordering Krabby Patties. Like, you know, all their heads, <laughs> except they're in suits. Yeah. So we called them all Kiefer heads. And me and Ashkan had some good running jokes about Kiefer's, dude, because... It was kind of awkward going there. With yeah, we, us. we we would walk in there, and it would be, be me and seven or eight of my artist friends, and yeah. Max and Ashkan. And we're not in suits, 
No, no. I mean, we're dressed up. You know, we could easily be mistaken for homeless guys. Yeah. I mean, the Kiefer heads were on full alert. When oh, we yeah, yeah. In. The minute we'd walk in, we'd have like a big-ass table. We'd have like yeah. 10 of us in, and they would just kind of look at us like, Jesus Christ. Okay, you know? so while you were kind of in business mode at most of those dinners, me and Ashkan kind of just kicked back to the side and cracked yeah. so many jokes. We were like, okay, if this was well, a video game. I knew game, you guys were basically fucking off yeah. and making fun of us. Yeah, we were like, if this was a video game, uh, all the waiters would be like those easy guys you could beat up in like one, two punches and you move on. And then you get to like the boss. And then we pointed it out a guy. You're like, that's that guy's the boss. And I think we pointed at uh, Rich Kiefer because he had these like ridiculous glasses that he could undo on his neck. And then oh, just, from the uh, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, from the they, front. Those... The, they, they unbreak over yeah. the bridge of yeah. the nose. And... Yeah, shout out to, to Rich Kiefer because yeah. he's nothing but a nice guy. But those glasses were stupid, dude. <laughs> like, I'm, we made fun of your glasses like every time we went there because it looked like a super villain. Yeah. We like, he's like the boss that like is but the you hardest. Know what? He, yeah, he's a big but, guy and but, you do not want to fuck around with him. I'm talking about like know? video game wise. Like he's the hardest, yeah. but like he's not the he's not the last boss. But for some reason, he's the second to last boss and he's so hard to beat. And then you finally get to to Glenn Kiefer, who looks like Professor he's X. A beautiful dude, dude. Yeah. We, he looks like Professor X. We love him. We love him. Yeah, I, you know, I ate so many steaks there. Yeah, I, I figured my also my uh, my limit for steaks for a lifetime. I've I've kind of surpassed it, so yeah. I should uh, eat things that are. You know, you know the, I've had a quadruple bypass. The steaks were one thing, really but careful. you know the the Marlboros didn't help either, man. So, no, the Marlboros. You know, yeah. we, you, you got to cut out. You got to cut out a lot of things. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just. Well, I meat. cut out the Marlboros. I never yeah. touched another one. No, it's know. impressive, man. How much did you smoke? I smoked a pack a day. You, you know? smoked a lot. Sometimes man. more than that. You know. How many years? Oh God, a long time. Uh, yeah. since I was born, man. Yeah. I don't think I. Think, I feel so guilty about that. You know? I mean, I don't I mean, smoke I never cigs. Never thought about. It. Yeah. I really don't smoke cigs, man. I know you don't, and I'm I'm happy about that. Your sister does. I'm unhappy about that. Yeah. I, I I will never stop feeling guilty about it. Gabby, get off those cigs. Absolutely. I smoked for twenty years, and really, yeah, and all my kids smoke. Nah. Really. Yeah. I just feel awful about it. I, I you know I used to think it was bullshit. Everybody was their own person. Eh? Yeah. Well, I'm proof that that's true, but... Um, yeah. Man, I loved smoking, though. So oh, did I. God, I loved it. So I, uh, That said, though, best. I don't miss it. Yeah. Neither do I. Good. I don't miss coughing I, up my lungs every morning. And like, Cigarettes are like $12 a pack now. That's insane. Really? I mean, the last, yeah. the last like yeah. four or five years I smoked, I rolled my own because they were too expensive in the city. But now they're like, tw- it's like twelve or thirteen dollars oh, for a pack of cigarettes. Really? You're one of those hipster guys with the back yeah. top tobacco and the and the. Papers. No, I had a I had a nice leather pouch. I used uh, I smoked uh, Bally Shag. Um, I was cool, low key about it, and and uh, you didn't smoke the Nat Sherman. Uh, it's yeah. got no additives. I'm going to get diet cancer. No, you know? no, 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 no. No, this was just like some Dutch tobaccos. <laughs> totally, totally simple. I had no yeah. bun on top of my head. Yeah. None of that. Tobacco sucks. Yeah, it's bad. Period. It's bad. The oh, Max God, and Tony so show. Awesome. Don't like tobacco. No. Um, no. Uh, Every but- once in a while, I get a whiff of a cigar, and I think, man, it'd be good. To-. And then I think, no. You'll asshole. be a Kiefer head. 
No, be looking I, like a kefir head. No, I just think I just think you know I got another chance of being alive with a quadruple bypass. <laughs> Why the fuck am I going to start smoking cigars? Yeah, it, you, you know the reason I quit smoking is I had cancer. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I had testicular cancer. Now they weren't more or less Holy contained, shit. but I felt like that was somebody saying, "Hey, you should quit." And I haven't had a drag off a cigarette or uh, you know a cigar, anything like that since. No party hits, nothing? Nothing. Never. Not one. Because I know no, one they, hit is all it takes. How, how did the testicular thing go? The oh, you know, they took one of the boys. I had uh, I had um, radiation treatment for a couple of months, and I'm fine. You're I'm, cool now. Wow. Oh, dude, totally. Totally cool. And everything's still like in working order. Everything stuff, works right? just cool. fine. All right. <laughs> Stay all cool, right. Chris. Stay yeah. cool. But that'll get you quit. Heart surgery, cancer. Oh no, like those are, That's yeah. what it's. I mean, it's such a, I've a never crazy drank, addiction. I've know? never drank another soda. Um, I am much more careful about food. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just had pizza, but that's like <laughs> once in a while, dude. You know, you know Michelle's gonna, yeah. but she listens to this. Oh yeah, no, no, but I eat cucumber salads. Yeah, and, you know, we're I'm, past I'm, we're past the kefir days, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll tell you when I was done with my kefir days. When? So uh, one time, oh, so good. so me and Ashkan <laughs> cracked these. Let me let me let me go. So Ashkan, well, we would crack these jokes like we just we were very aware that we were out of place at this restaurant. Yeah, but one time Ashkan was like, oh, so was I, but I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, Ashkan was like. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I'm like, okay, dude, yeah. So we're, I'm talking to the table, you know, we're just talking. He comes back like two minutes later, and he's bright red, like, giggling. He can't, like, stop. And he goes, dude, dude. And he starts grabbing my shoulder, and he start, his grab is weighing me down. At the, I'm like, yeah. dude, stop. Like, what are you doing? He goes, no, no, you don't understand. Some kefir head just shit on the floor. I go, <laughs> I go, What? He goes, yeah. He goes, you need to check it out. And he's pushing me out of my seat. He's like, you got to check. You got to check. And he's cry- He's like crying. And I go, okay, okay, I'll check it out. So I go in the bathroom. Keep in mind, this is a high-end restaurant. Oh, wait a minute. Bathroom. This is when I no, came. No, Let me finish. <clears throat> okay. So this is a high-end restaurant bathroom. And I go in. I don't see anything at first. There's only one urinal and one stall. So I'm like, oh, man, it's in the stall. So it's like a horror movie. You're just like... And then I push open the door. There's a splatter of just squirts on the floor, dude. Like, like It was like some kefir head was like undoing his buckle. And he's like, oh, no, I can't hold it. And just boom. Or maybe some guy who it got, was like, just got fired or something. Just didn't, or maybe too much maybe. cocaine. That's yeah. like yeah, a yeah, cocaine yeah, bar. Key, yeah, Kiefer had just too many, too many lines. It was just like, nah. but it was like the horror movie of shit. Didn't I walk in on so, this? So, yeah. I'm like, that's disgusting. And I had to take a pee, so I naturally just went to the urinal where, the, where it wasn't. As soon as I do it, like, just like a movie, you walk in. You don't say anything. You just go in the stall. I figure, yeah, I'll go in the stall. About less than a, a second later, you go, oh, my God, Max. <laughs> you pop your head out in the stall. You go, someone shit on the floor. <laughs> That's your impersonation of your dad? He, goes, had- so, he was disgusted. He couldn't let it out until he's like, someone shit on the floor. <laughs> he's like out of breath. <laughs> I had to go out and tell Rich Keeper that somebody had like shit on his floor. He pro- I, I I felt like 
okay, I got to tell him this. And he's going to think it was me. You he probably, know? He probably <laughs> strapped on those like stupid glasses like, I'll get right to the bottom of this. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, I, I said somebody's going to you know, get that. Uh, somebody just painted the fucking floor. <laughs> I mean, it was like... And you can tell it was like the shotgun shits. I mean, it was... It was bad, man. Yeah. Like, you could tell someone, like, like just almost made it. Yeah, but not quite. <laughs> just... This is so gross. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, I know, but... They're but closed it's, now, it's, dude. They're closed, it's, it's not going to you know? ruin them. <laughs> they're closed. It's, and the, and I, it's, it could have happened to anything. Like, just because this... I felt bad having to tell Rich. It's yeah. Like, Rich, like, somebody just shit all over here, your bathroom. Here's the thing. It's like, it just takes one person... To start the revolution, like just because, like that's something that happens more likely at a Little Caesars or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just takes one guy to shit on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, and if the word gets out, it's like. Oh no, I don't go to that place. There's shit on the floor in there. Yeah, you know. But now it's closed. Yeah, know? where where was that place? Was it? Uh, what was it? It was right across Dearborn the street and Kinsey. from. It was right across the street from Harry Carey's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. place still around? Yeah, Harry Carey's. It's open. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, full of fucking Cubs fans. But um. <laughs> <laughs> there was. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to end, man. You know. Wait 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 wait, 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 I thought, did you have, weren't you going to read your short story? You want to do an extra, I was, Ben? Yeah, I was thinking about it, you know. What is it? You know. For the people who don't know, I know, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm running a collection of short stories set in and around Rush Street. Oh, yeah? Is it going to be uh, something in the end? Is it going to be like a book? Yeah, it's going to be a book. It's going to be a yeah, book. Yeah. Okay. Um... But I haven't been posting any of this stuff. I haven't been posting any of the drawings. I've put a couple of them on Instagram. But um, I don't know why Rust Street. I never hung out there. It was never my place. It was never... Uh, yeah, I got to say, um, I don't recall this... Uh, it's only become like a, a source of fascination to me lately. It's been a new obsession of yours. Yeah, because I found out some kind of significant stuff happened there. Yeah. Um, the music business in Chicago was desegregated on Rush Street. Mm -hmm. You know, Gate of Horn and uh, Mr. Kelly's. Right. Um, and we still live in the most segregated city in North America. And that was a big deal. Especially yeah. for when it happened. It started happening in the late 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And uh, I was just familiar with the stories I would hear about Rush Street from guys of my father's generation so this is uh this is a little bit from um a story called the grimy business of dreams let's hear it my father knew a guy named hank peters who was a habitual patron of rush street and his favors my dad sold burial vaults and from time to time hank could hook him up with some really good tickets for the blackhawks games my dad would take me and my brothers and we'd make a night of it. My father would meet Hank at one of Hank's watering holes, have a few pops with him. My dad was a very prudish guy, not, not at all a Rush Street type. But he endured Hank's narrative for the hockey tickets and in the name of friendship. 
My dad was amused by Hank's marvelous ability to tell the stories. He saw him around the funeral business a lot and never really understood what he did. The answer was not much. He was the guy who got people laid. He was the guy who got people drunk. He was the guy who made sure all the funeral directors could get tickets to whatever show they wanted. Or reservations to whatever new restaurant was all the rage. Recently, Laurie's Prime Rib was the one to go to. And he could get Hawks tickets. Not only Hawks tickets but box seats. He and my dad, they were both South Side guys. They'd both served in World War II, and they both liked beef eaters, martinis, and they both loved the Blackhawks. I'm a kid. I'm about seven years old, and I love the Hawks. The Golden Jet, Bobby Hall, Stan Makita, Pitt Martin. The goalie, Glenn Hall, who allegedly puked up his toenails before every game. Eric Nestorenko, the most elegant and graceful of skaters. A big, concrete-headed defenseman named Gilles Marat, who was the team's policeman. If anybody screwed with Hull or Makita, Marat would get a tap on his shoulder from Coach Billy Ray, and he'd go over to the boards and stomp a mud hole in the ass of the opposing goon. They had the great Pierre Palat for the finesse defense stuff. Marat was the muscle. On occasion, I'd get to go with my father to work and listen from a couple tables away with a soft drink and some pretzels while Hank regaled my father with tales of his Rush Street exploits. My dad would peek over at me furtively to make sure I wasn't hearing any of it, and I'd be pretending to watch the TV or not paying attention. I can remember sitting in the restaurant while my dad and Hank chatted, my dad carefully eyeing me in the hopes I'd be out of earshot. He'd had the bartender turn on Beanie and Cecil so I'd be distracted. I heard every word and managed not to crack up laughing. Hank's descriptive powers had a lyrical vulgarity that gave them some bounce. Unvarnished gems like, Jim, these were knockers unconcerned with the laws of gravity. Or Jim, she had an ass you could crack a walnut at, which I didn't understand at all. Why would someone want to crack a nut with their ass? I had to admit, though, he was a funny bastard. I'd be able to watch Beanie and Cecil sucking down kitty cocktails made of grenadine and 7-Up and cherry and a slice of orange. It beat the hell out of going to school. All I had to do was keep getting kicked out of school, which did not seem like a hard thing to do. The best part of Beanie and Cecil was this character named Jack the Knife, who reminded one not so much of Bobby Darren, but of Dean Martin. He'd be snapping his fins and singing kind of a cartoon bebop, and he reminded me of Hank. Hank would be forever shooting his cuffs, tapping his fingers, jingling the change in his pocket. He seemed to vibrate with multiple pulses. He was just one of those guys with his own wiring. My dad would caution me, don't like Hank too much. He does a lot of stuff your dad doesn't approve of. But I'd already made up my mind. I liked Hank a lot. I liked how he walked and talked and smelled and smiled. I liked how he jingled his coins in his pocket. 
Nothing phony about what he likes or wants. I like how he walks away. There he goes, Hank Peters, nodding, winking, shaking hands. A flaneur high on his own song and his own set of steps. Wildly alive in the grimy business of dreams. Yeah, it's it's part of it. Uh, right on. Yeah, there's you know I've written about five or six stories so far, and um, that one I'm just that one I particularly remember because it's it's pretty much something that actually happened. You know, dude, I didn't read that one yet. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, no, I I'm think so it's okay. I, I think it's okay. Hearing it know? right now, just here was. That was good. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for listening. And yeah. thank you guys for listening to Max and Tony. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys. This is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. You just heard our fifth episode. Big shout-out to Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. We want to give a big thank you to Parkwalk Productions, the home of the Max and Tony Show. And remember, check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom on 1513 Northwestern. Adventureland Gallery is currently showing Michael Gaylord James until September 30th. Look out for Kevin Nance. October 6th from 7 to 10 p.m. Free admission, pet friendly, and free drinks. Always a good time. If you want to reach the podcast through Tony... Go to TonyFitzpatrick.co, his Instagram handle at TonyFitzpatrick9, or his Twitter handle at ThisTrain. If you want to reach the podcast through me, go to MaxwellFitzpatrick.com or my Instagram and Twitter handle at MaxFitzpatrick. Tune in next time for episode five. Episode we, six. We just did for, five. <laughs> for episode six. We will not have Mike James, so I will not send you guys off again. It'll be us again, I think. Probably. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Episode six. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.